Good evening. Hi, everybody. My name is Sydney Williams. Welcome to the Hiking My Feelings virtual campfire. This is night seven of 20. We've been doing this for a week now, and that's very exciting. Um, before I get into stuff tonight, I wanted to just kind of take a deep breath um, in a moment to just pause and reflect on what's happening right now in the world, um, in the U.S. in particular, and locally um, with the protests and riots that are happening around the country. Um, due to what happened to George Floyd. Um, I heard that there was a protester in La Mesa, which is about 20 minutes down the highway from us, um, about 40 minutes down the road once you get down the mountain. Um, there was a protest in La Mesa night before last and one of the peaceful protesters was shot point blank in the face with a rubber bullet and she's currently in ICU. So her name is Leslie. Um, I'm currently trying to see if there's a GoFundMe or something like that where we can support her and her medical expenses as a result of this brutality. Um, but that's happening locally, it's happening everywhere. And my first guest tonight, Garrett Hooper, is the founder of Outdoor, uh, of Front Range Nature Therapists on Facebook. It's a group of therapists in the Denver area on the Front Range of the Rocky Mountains um, that takes their clients out into nature for healing. And he, is not going to be joining us tonight. He felt that his time was better spent um, at a protest in Denver locally where he can offer support to his clients in the community um, there. So we support that 110%. Garrett, if you watch this at any point, stay safe out there. Um, thank you for being interested in joining us. And we absolutely appreciate you and your energy and bringing that out to the front lines out at the protest in Denver. So stay safe, um, do what you can. And thank you for your support of this in addition to the support of your local community. We really appreciate you and your time. Um, so before I get into reading, I just want to take a moment to just breathe with everybody. So if you're at home and you're watching this on YouTube, just take a couple deep breaths, everybody in the zoom chat. Um, if you want to hop on video and show your face and breathe with me, you are welcome to do so. And then we'll start reading after we take a couple deep breaths, but I just really feel like this is an important time. Um, and when I found out that Garrett was going to go to the protest instead of being here, it made me pause and think about whether or not it's appropriate for me to continue doing this campfire. And the reason that I'm going to continue to keep doing this campfire, if for no other reason, there is one woman in this community that deserves me being here, and that's Michelle Lee, who's on screen right now. She is a woman of color. She is, uh, her ex-husband is a, a law enforcement officer in Baltimore. And it's been a really hard time for her. Um, it's been a really hard time for a lot of members of our community. So while I know that it's important to amplify voices of color, while I know that it's important to hold space for the people that are no longer on this planet because of police brutality, I can't not have this healing space for the people in our community. Um, so thank you for being here. Everybody who's here um, online or in the Zoom chat, um, I just want to 
take a few deep breaths with you um, and know that I'm here. I see you. I've got your back, whatever you need at any point ever, no matter who you are, or where you're from. Um, we welcome you here in our community. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So um, in honor of everybody who is no longer with us, who has been murdered at the hands of state sanctioned violence with the police, um, I want to take a few deep breaths. And I also want to recognize that not everybody, not all cops are bad. I know that Michelle's ex-husband is not a bad cop. She's told us over and over, he's out here trying to make the world a better place. We have members in our community. There's a woman named Rochelle who's in our reggae family who posted a video today from her shift and was like, guys, please stay home. Like we are out here trying to protect you. We're doing our job. We're doing everything we can to keep the peaceful protesters safe. Um, so there's space for all of it. And everybody who's hurting needs healing. Even if those people are hurting people to the point where they're dying, everybody on this planet should have the opportunity to heal. So let's all take a few deep breaths together. I'm gonna take a sip of water because my mouth is dry. Thank you to everybody that's out there right now in the streets, if you can be, if you're speaking up online, if this is your first time working on using your voice for better, for good, to stand up against white supremacy, to stand up against racism, thank you. Um, you'll quickly find out that you don't get cookies for being anti-racist. It is a job that never ends. It is work that is tireless um, and we have to take breaks to recharge and refill our cups. We cannot continue to do this work collectively, individually, if we run ourselves ragged. So in the interest of giving people a space to recharge and find inspiration and find hope and remember that there is still good in the world, this campfire will continue for that reason. So we invite you to join us. Um, thank you to everyone in the Zoom meeting that hopped on and put your face on to take some deep breaths. We appreciate you. Um, I'm going to read now so you can turn off your cameras and then we'll have you guys all come back for the group gratitude circle at the end. For everybody at home that's watching that um, is joining along, this is Hiking My Feelings, Stepping Into the Healing Power of Nature. I wrote this book. Yesterday I shared chapter five, which was I Can Do Hard Things. And at the end of chapter five, we had ended our first trek on the Trans-Catalina Trail. We didn't have the opportunity to finish that hike because I was too tired <laughs> and too sore and the trail was in too terrible of a condition. So um, we're starting with chapter six today. If you're reading along at home, we're on page 85 in the hard copy. If you're in an ebook, I don't know what page you're on because they're all different. So um, chapter six, Orlocks, starting on page 85. A few months after we got home from the first hike on the Trans-Catalina Trail, I went to Paris with my best friend, Kat. She attended school at Le Cordon Bleu and hadn't been, back, hadn't been back since graduation, so she was doing a little Paris reunion trip, and I decided to crash it. I had only traveled internationally with my family and with Barry for our honeymoon, so this was going to be a new experience to travel solo to meet my friend. 
We explored a bunch of options for what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go when I got there, but we were keeping things loose. The no plan plan is one of our favorite ways to explore, whether that's at home or abroad. This trip was going to be epic. When I landed in Paris, I'd arranged for a ride to the airport, we were, to the apartment we were staying in for the next 10 days. I found my driver, got in the car, and took in the sights. The streets were as charming as I thought they would be. As we weaved in and out of traffic on our way to the apartment, I looked out the window wistfully. I miss Barry, and I wish I could be sharing this with him, too. When I arrived at the address, Kat met me downstairs. We got in the old-school elevator and made our way up to the apartment. One of our skydiving friends owned this flat, and it was spectacular. I walked in and fell in love with the natural light. I had heard a lot of complaints from international travelers, saying that the accommodations in Europe were teeny tiny compared to those in the U.S., but this flat didn't fit that bill. The kitchen was gorgeous, well-appointed, and opened up to the living room. Kat showed me where she was staying, then showed me back to my room. She pulled open the curtains, and there it was, the Eiffel Tower. For the next 10 days, every time I wake up, before I go to bed, at any time, I had a view of this iconic tower. The whole thing felt like a dream. I had taken a red eye to get there and was starving. It was time to explore. On our way to breakfast, we passed a storefront called San Diego Boot Company. What are the chances? We traveled all the way from San Diego here to Paris, and here was a boot store of all things. We laughed, trying to recall anyone we know who would wear boots in San Diego. When we arrived at breakfast, I was so ready. I ordered a latte, scrambled eggs, and a croissant. These croissants were the real deal. Crisp and flaky on the outside, soft and chewy on the inside. I was in heaven. The breakfast alone was worth the trip. What else was possible while we were here? We walked 11 miles around the city that first day, and when we got back, jet lag took me down. We planned to go to the Bastille Market in the morning, and we'd take the metro to get there. All of my international travel prior to this ship was via cruise. Prior to this trip was via cruise ship. So even if we were in a country where I didn't speak the language, the crew did. And even if we were, and if we were on shore, chances are we were on a tour with an English-speaking guide. In Paris, on the metro, we were the only folks speaking English. As I looked around, I saw a sea of diversity: people of all shapes, sizes, races, and abilities. I had a very narrow expectation of Paris. Runway models smoking cigarettes while drinking hot espresso or fine wine. High fashion. Fancy perfume. And don't get me wrong, I found all of those things while in Paris too. But that first day on the metro was inspiring. When I wasn't surrounded by English speakers, I found myself alone with my thoughts. I couldn't understand what they were saying. They could have been calling me an ugly American cow and I wouldn't have known. This felt a lot like when I was on the Trans-Catalina Trail for the first time. Without an international data plan, I wasn't scrolling through the news or social media, so I didn't have this perpetual reminder of how the world is melting down. I looked around at the media these Parisians were consuming. Some were reading books, most had headphones in, but there wasn't a single trashy magazine on the train. No judgments being made about the female form, zooming in on a celebrity's body at the beach, nitpicking cellulite and baby bumps. As Kat and I counted down the stops until it was time to disembark, I found peace. We made our way to Bastille Market and the sights and smells were incredible. We stopped at an oyster counter, and I ate oysters that were harvested earlier that morning, washing it down with a crisp white wine. At an olive stand, we tried every variety while the purveyor of the olives hit on Cat and told us how beautiful we were. When he asked where we were from, we told him California, and he started singing California Girls. We picked up cheeses and meats and fruits and planned to have the most epic feast when we got home. We returned to the apartment, got in the elevator, and when we got out, I noticed a full-length mirror in the entryway. I grabbed Cat and we posed for a mirror selfie. This became our tradition for the rest of the trip. Every time we pack, walked past the mirror, we'd snap a selfie. Prior to the first TCT trip, I had been hiding in photos. If Barry and I were out and wanted to take a photo, I'd sneak behind him, wrap my arms around his shoulders, 
and nuzzle my head into his shoulder. I never let my full body be seen. I don't have very many pictures in general from that from these years of my life, but when we were in Paris, it felt like a whole different ball game. I felt confident, like I did on the trail. For the next 10 days, the cycle would repeat. Get on the metro, observe the beauty of humanity in all of its forms, feel beautiful myself in the absence of societal messaging telling me I'm not, take a full body selfie, celebrate life with my best friend. I walked around that city like I owned the joint. I did not expect to feel like a goddess in Paris, the city where I assumed everyone would be thin, white, and chic, but I did. When I returned from Paris, I felt refreshed, energized, renewed. That much time alone with my positive thoughts was heaven sent. When I got home, I rushed into Barry's arms and told him everything about the trip. He could tell something had shifted and he was happy to see me happy. Once the jet lag wore off, Barry suggested we go paddleboarding. We had never been paddleboarding before, but had been discussing it for a while before I left for Paris. I thought we'd rent boards and check it out. Nope, a local paddleboard company was having a warehouse sale and we were going all in. I was excited at the prospect of being out on the water. This made me feel like an official Southern California gal. It's practically required of San Diego residents to own paddle boards. We were finally becoming real locals. After we picked up the boards, we made, up our, we made our way to the store to get the necessary accessories and safety equipment. We found stuff sacks to keep our personal belongings dry, tried on life jacks, jackets, and as we were getting ready to leave, I realized I didn't have a swimsuit that fit. I hadn't been swimsuit shopping in over a decade. I walked back to the swimsuit section and picked up a one-piece, white with horizontal navy stripes. I grabbed an extra large and a large, the last sizes on the rack, and mentally crossed my fingers. I closed the door behind me, locked it, and paused. I looked at myself in the mirror. I hadn't lost any weight since we hiked the Trans-Catalina Trail the year prior. I remembered my pledge to honor my inner athlete and was satisfied that we were taking this step. It was summer now, and hiking in Southern California is miserable in the heat. I leaned into the inner athlete thing and determined that my life now consisted of paddleboarding season and hiking season. When it's too hot to hike, I'd be on the water. When the water is too cold, I'd be on the trail. I took off my clothes and tried on the large suit first. Camel toe, no go, abort mission. I wiggled out of the large and into the extra large. It fit perfectly. For the first time in my life, swimsuit shopping wasn't traumatic. In fact, it was empowering. As I stood there in this suit with horizontal stripes, breaking all the fashion rules, I smiled. Continuing the self-love fest that I had from that first shower after hiking 26 miles, Every part of my body that I had pre previously criticized was now getting love, affection, and appreciation. Girl, I said to myself, your butt looks delicious in, these, in this suit. Your tattoos are gorgeous. You should show those off more. I know you're not planning on having kids, but you are capable of creating life. You're a powerhouse for humanity. I waved my hands around my stomach region and snapped my fingers at myself. My gut was right. I could trust it. And it looked incredible in this suit. I stood up on my tippy toes, this time not to suck in and see what my bo smaller body could look like, but to check out my calves. They still had quite a bit of definition from the hike and from all the walking I did in Paris. Yep, best legs in this town, that's for sure. I emerged from the dressing room proudly clutching this one piece. This shopping trip was a game changer in its own right, and I started to wonder if the dressing room was actually a portal for self-love and acceptance. Not missing a beat, we made a beeline for the San Diego Bay. We unpacked our boards and started inflating them. Doing this by hand was a workout in itself, and I was exhausted before we even got on the boards. Once they were fully inflated, we headed down to the water. They call it stand-up paddleboarding, but let's be honest, I was on my knees at first. There was no way I'd be able to stand up on this thing, not yet. We paddled out toward a little island on the cove, and when we got there, we took a break. Looking around, I felt the calmest I had felt in a very long time. What was this? 
I like it. I heard the sound of oars locking into place before I saw them. I instantly connected the dots between my calm and the why as a rowing team from one of the local universities passed us. Oh, right. I was on the women's rowing team at the University of Kansas. I smiled and cheered and reflected on some of my favorite times on the water with the team. My affinity for the water was part of the calm, yes, but that didn't feel like the whole answer. We kept paddling, and when we slowed down to stop at the next resting place, it hit me. As true as it is that my skin is white and my thumbs look like toes, I maintained a deeply held belief that was challenged in this moment. I believe that if I had the audacity to go out in public in a swimsuit and didn't cover up my body, people would be so offended by my appearance that they would drop dead. So, considering the absence of floating bodies in the San Diego Bay and having witnessed the rowing team doing sprints as they passed us, it all made sense. The water is my happy place, and I've been robbing myself of this experience for more than a decade. If it was possible that folks didn't die at the sight of my body in a swimsuit, what other lies have I been feeding myself? For the rest of the summer, we paddled as often as we could. Early mornings were our favorite. It was a great way to start the day, and the water was like glass before the afternoon winds kicked up. We did sunset paddle sessions, hauling firewood from our boards from the dock across the bay to Fiesta Island. After sunset, we would light a fire and just relax until the fire burned out. We did several full moon sessions too. By the light of our headlamps, the stars and the moon, we navigated around the glassy bay in the dark, the only folks out there enjoying this experience. It was one of the most magical summers of my life. In early September, we launched from Spanish Landing, a park near the airport in San Diego, and paddled around the downtown side of the bay to observe the tall ships. It was a long session, and the weather was not the San Diego standard, 72 and sunny. Nope, this day, it was Florida hot. Temperatures exceeding 90 degrees, and the air was so thick, it was hard to breathe. I didn't bring enough water, and we were out there for one of the longer sessions we had done since we got the boards. When we got back, I was dehydrated and exhausted. For the next two weeks, I didn't feel right. I thought maybe I had heat exhaustion, perhaps even mild heat stroke. I had some serious stomach issues and chalked it up to the water fountain at the park. Maybe I caught some kind of virus or something. I woke up on September 18th, 2017 in excruciating pain. It felt like someone had taken a corset, shoved it into my midsection through my belly button, wrapped it around my intestines, cinching it down, tightening around all my internal organs. It was awful. My first thought was appendicitis and I got scared. I told Barry what was happening and we rushed over to urgent care. Once I checked in and was called back to the exam room, everything was a blur. The folks at the hospital didn't seem to be interested in the story as to what led to these symptoms. They were just interested in the symptoms themselves. The first nurse I spoke to said I probably had Crohn's disease. What the hell? Adam, my friend who died on the base jump, was living with Crohn's disease. And I know from his lived experience, his descriptions of what life was like while managing that disease, that what I was experiencing was not what he had. I was flabbergasted that a nurse would jump to a chronic diagnosis. After they did a full blood draw, they sent me home with supplies to collect stool samples to rule out any viruses or parasites. For three days, I pooped into a plastic container I put over the toilet, scooped out a little bit, and put it in a vial with some kind of solution. I returned the samples to the lab after my third poop and scoop. Later that day, as I was pulling into the arrival section at San Diego International Airport to pick up a friend I hadn't seen in a while, I received a call from the hospital. This is not the best place to receive test results, I thought. I answered the phone reluctantly. Hi, Mrs. Williams? Speaking. The person on the other end introduced themselves as a nurse from my doctor's office. My test results were in. You have type 2 diabetes, she said. And that is chapter 6, Orlocks. And up top here, we have Catherine, who's been drawing out these beautiful mantras, because we selected a mantra for each chapter. 
And today, as I am capable of disconnecting from my distractions and listening to my inner voice. And I am just so in love with what you're doing, Catherine. Would you mind popping on and showing your pretty face and telling everybody how you got into lettering and what you're doing and how you're doing it? Because we are just loving everything you've got going on here. And I know I'm well, putting you on the spot because it's not part of the plan. <laughs> yeah, on the one day that I am unshowered and took the longest hike I took all week. <laughs> That's great. It's real life, girl. You're hiking. Your hair looks awesome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, so well, thank you. anybody that doesn't know, Catherine designed the coloring page for my book. We met in Missoula and she had on the, I think you were wearing a t-shirt that like you designed or your card was really pretty or something. But so Catherine designed this and we were in Missoula, we were in the parking lot and I was like, we're going to collaborate on something. I don't know what, but it's going to be something and it's going to be great. And then the coloring page happened. And then I was like, Hey, you want to do something crazy? You want to draw 20 moms, 20 nights in a row and just show up on the internet and like doodle. And she was like, yes. And I was like, Oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> so how did you get in? how did you get into all this oh gosh um it kind of just happened by chance I I mean I've always been art, artsy like I created cards like when I was little for my family like I've just done little things like that my whole life so um we moved from Ohio to Missoula Montana in 2016 and I had come from working in the banking industry and was in a really really unhealthy situation there um, with, I had female bosses that were not, um, not very, it was an, it was a, an emotionally abusive situation. It was, it was pretty bad. So when oh, I got here, I was in a pretty raw, uh, raw spot and was hesitant on, you know, just jumping back into getting a full-time job, um, after coming out of that. So I had happened upon somebody else who did hand lettering and I looked at it and I was like that's so pretty I think I can do that so mm -hmm. I just started practicing and um just got better and then a couple people were like you should start a business so I was like okay so <laughs> let's do it so I did that and yeah. it's like what three and a half years four I guess four years now later and here we are and I get to be on that's this amazing. call with you <laughs> I love it so much. You're so, so talented. And we've just had so many compliments, like in the comments every night, everybody's like, Oh my God, this, how do you do this? I was so excited how excited Kenya got about it a couple of nights ago. She's like, Catherine, these are gorgeous. And I was like, right. I know. <laughs> she made my, so, uh, yeah, same. Well, she made my whole week too. Um, so <laughs> tell people where they can find you online and what kind of art you sell and like what kind of work you're doing because I know you do a lot of stuff um like for weddings and stuff like that like what are all the different things that people could get from you like and ha hire you to do for them oh gosh um yeah uh, <laughs> uh, my handle on Instagram is joyful juniper creative and I Perfect. pretty much I pretty much do a lot of custom work so signs in people's houses um like any kind of like Bible verse or letter or lyric or, you know, like these mantras, if that's something you want in your house, I can do it. Um, yeah, pretty much anything. I do logos. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Pretty much anything you can think of, you can letter on anything, you can letter anything. So if yeah. you're feeling creative, let me know. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for your art and for bringing your energy to this. It really, really sasses up the joint because I know not everybody <laughs> needs to like watch me read. It's more fun to watch you draw. So oh. I appreciate you being here. Oh, sorry. It froze for a second, but thank you. Thank you for having me. It's like, it's such an honor. I just love you to pieces. So thank you. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you so much. Now the other Catherine will be joining us later. Her name is Kat. She's the one that was in the book. Um, but up first, I met Doc Peace at the Shine Movement, Orange County. It was the last speaking event that I did before COVID-19 wiped out my event calendar and all of our book tour and our workshops and our retreats and our big fundraiser. So Doc Peace, I'm so stoked to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Sydney. Your story is absolutely incredible. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you. So tell everybody who might not be familiar with you, um, who are you and where are you from and what's your, what's your story? Okay, so I'm Doc Peace. I am a pharmacist by trade and a spoken word artist at heart. And I realized this about a couple of years ago that I needed more in life when I was working as a, as a pharmacist, full-time pharmacist in the corporate world. It just didn't fully fulfill my passion. So I developed my brand, Doc Peace, in which I use my, my gift, my innate talent of mine, which is spoken word or rhythmic poetry for those of you who are not familiar with spoken word, to really inspire others to, to live their best life by pursuing their dreams, pursuing their passions, voicing their truth. And I found that spoken word is a very good way to, to move, to move the audience, to, to inspire action, <laughs> to inspire forward, forward movement, um, because there's so much power in, in spoken word. So I'm here in San Diego. It's, uh, we've been in some interesting times lately, as, as you mentioned earlier uh, in the campfire. And I think this is a really good time for us to, to connect and to realize that we are all in this together and there's no space for for racism or for intolerance. And so I really appreciate that you are putting on this virtual campfire to connect us all. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, um, I've been thinking about you a lot lately and how I, uh, on a couple of notes, like I was wondering what, what is your life look like during COVID-19 like does this how has this impacted your spoken word performance schedule um and just like give you the floor if there's anything else that's on your heart and mind before we continue with the interview because these are incredibly difficult times so I I want to just kind of give you the floor to talk about anything that may feel relevant to you at this at this moment that could help connect all of us and bring us a little closer yeah. together. Yeah, thank you. So before all this happened with George Floyd and all the riots, we were all in a phase of quarantine. And so everyone's already filled with fear, anxiety, uh, uncertainty. And I actually decided to take a step back from that and work on 
what I could do to help raise that collective vibration. And so I had the opportunity to, to perform on platforms, virtual platforms like yours. And I use that opportunity to share some positive flows because that's what I do. I use my spoken word, my rhythmic poetry to, to spread a message of positivity, light, and love. And that is my mission in life. And so I'm really grateful for those opportunities that I've had uh, throughout the quarantine for the past few months, performing at least once or twice a month on various virtual platforms. I've also had the opportunity to take a step back from working in the pharmacy. I am still a pharmacist. Um, I work per diem um, at the Hillcrest Pharmacy here. And um, I've had the opportunity to take, take a step back from that um, and work on putting together some online programs that can really help others tap into their innate gifts and talents like I'm doing, like I've been blessed um, to do during this time. And so I created an online program called the Golden Program. So it helps tap into to who you are as a person, pulling out what makes you gold. And gold is an acronym that I created that stands for Genuine Original Loving Dreamer. So it helps mm. really pull out those, those traits, those innate gifts that we're blessed with, because oftentimes it's hard to really see, to see what, what you really bring to the table. We're always looking at the negative. Um, so it gives us an opportunity to pull out those positive traits of ours and to really use that to help not only ignite our light, but ignite the light in others. So along with that, that the golden program, I've also, I'm in the middle of a 21-day interview summit called Impact Speaking Summit. And I have the opportunity to actually interview Sydney Williams <laughs> on her journey. As who's a that girl? <laughs> yeah, who's that girl? She's an amazing, incredible speaker. And I've had the opportunity to interview her along with 20 other impactful speakers from around the globe, sharing their stories and just powerful tips and strategies on how they're able to speak with such impact. Because I know at some even if you're not really aspiring to be a speaker, just in general, it's really intimidating when you see someone share their story, share their message on a platform, and, and you tend to think, like, that's them, that, that can never be me. But it can. It can be you. We, not all of us speakers started on, we weren't born on a stage. <laughs> we had to, we had well, to go maybe. through that process. I was. <laughs> You work. Yeah, some of us no. might have. <laughs> but um, so it's it's really important to really to really dig deep to share the, your story. And I really thank you for doing that, Sydney, because I'm sure that your story was able to encourage and inspire others to share their story. And there's so much power in sharing your story and to sharing the message. So yeah, those are some of the things that I've been involved with in Impact Speaking Summit 2020, Golden Program. Um, speaking on these virtual platforms and I'm just really excited to to be able to to share my light and hopefully invite others to, to share their light as well because we're awesome. not we're in this together and together we thrive I truly believe that so do I 100% and Barry and I have been on a on a kick for the last well as long as we've known each other and for before that too like there's this air of like the goal of the american dream is like world domination like i want to crush this industry i want to be the biggest and the best and i'm just like 
nah, man, like domination's out, collaboration's where it's at. Yes. So I'm excited to, to be to be able to participate in things like what you're putting together and stuff like that. And that's just the energy that I got from you the second that we met at the shine movement. I was like, this girl one is a bucket of sunshine. And two, like the gold is perfect, by the way, <laughs> like you are golden. Um, so I just, I love that so much. And I'm, I'm glad that you are able to take a pause on the pharmacy stuff to really lean into the stuff that is your big gift which is all of this stuff connecting people speaking moving folks so thank you for doing the work that you do um thank you how did you get into spoken word is this something you've been doing for a long time or did you just kind of that's that's a great question so I realized that I've actually been speaking in poetry since I was a kid. Um, I wrote this book called The Midnight Show, which is all rhyme. <laughs> the whole entire book is a book of poetry. I wrote it when I was 12. So it was already flowing. <laughs> I wasn't speaking my flows, but I was writing them down. And I'm okay. actually in the process of, of publishing that children's book. So. <laughs> I'm really nice. excited about that um, because that's really what got me started. Um, but it wasn't till about a few years ago that I actually started flowing and seeing myself as a spoken word artist. And it really happened. Um, actually, it was New Year's Eve 2017. And I had this date all planned up, planned out my um, New Year's Eve, my very first New Year's Eve date, you know how that goes, where you, you get all ready, you're getting your new outfit, you get your, your, I got my hair done, I had new earrings, I had a whole new outfit, and then I get this text um, immediately before I was about to go out that said, um, I can't make it tonight, from the guy that I was going to meet up with, I can't make it tonight, um, it's complicated, I live with my ex, but she's moving out, it's complicated. And I saw it and I, my first reaction was to be a little bit upset about it, right? And then I realized that it rhymed. And it was just so weird because I immediately got inspired by the rhyme. <laughs> and so I started developing a whole flow. I didn't even call it that back then, but a whole, a whole flow, I guess like back then I was like a little rap, I called it a little rap about that interaction. And I added these different lyrics based on I, that during that night, I would tell my friends about what happened. And then they told me friends, uh, other stories about how they were canceled on and how everyone's flaking and how it's all complicated. The whole dating thing is all complicated. So I created a whole like mini rap about how complicated this dating life really is. It's called, it's complicated, yo. <laughs> and I performed that at Queen Bee's. And I'm so glad I did that because not only did I get a chance to voice my frustration, but I heard other people voice their frustration, their stories, their messages. And that inspired me to continue to write and to continue to flow. So I made a point for as long as inspiration flowed, I would continue to write and continue to perform a new flow every month for the entire year of 2018. And that's exactly what I did. And as the year went on, I was able to let up my own, my anger, my frustrations, my just everything that was piled up inside me, I was able to let that out. And uh, probably about mid-year was when I started finally writing about things that 
really mattered. <laughs> like pulling out more of the inspirational pieces and really using my stories to really inspire others and not just voicing my frustration, but it really takes that, it really took me a, some time to get there because I think that everyone needs an opportunity to voice those, those negative emotions, right? To get, to get it all out before you can actually start being in that positive zone, in that positive, um, in that positive zone. So that's really what happened. And so now all my flows are really, like I said, geared towards spreading positivity, light and love and inspiring others to, to live their life to their fullest. And I'm just really excited about this journey because this like, this is my gift. This is what I've been blessed with. So I'm excited to share that. Yeah. Well, we're excited for you to share it too. Um, so when you talk about like the impact speaker summit, the gold program, your books, all this other stuff, like what's, what does doc peace have a big vision for what life looks like? Yes. So my mission, like I said, is to spread positivity, light, and love. And my vision is to really unite everyone together in sharing their story and their message. Because like, there's so much power in sharing your story. It creates, it builds confidence. It creates connections. It allows new relationships to form when you're open and you put yourself in that vulnerable state. So that, so I believe that spoken word is such a great avenue to, to reach those people, to reach everyone really, um, because it helps put us all on the same on the same level of, of understanding. Um, and because we each have our story, we each have a, we each have what I call a life road. And in order to really understand and to connect with others, we have to give each other an opportunity to share, to share our journey. Um, so that we can better understand where our neighbor and the viewpoints and um, that they have. It, it, it takes a certain amount of vulnerability to, to get there. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that was something we were talking about a little bit yesterday is like when I stopped judging myself, it was like judging other people wasn't an option mm -hmm. because that I wasn't projecting that, that self-hatred on to everybody else um and it, when i gave myself space to like hear myself like today's mantra is i'm capable of disconnecting from distractions and listening to my inner voice like that is what we need more than ever right now so, so true some of the work that we've been doing some of the work that we've been doing in the hiking my feelings community is working to reclaim the parts of our story that we have been told are bad or wrong or gross or indifferent or like for me, I didn't tell, tell anybody that I was on the rowing team because I never won a regatta and I never made the varsity team. So as we're moving through and learning how to reclaim our stories, what would you, do you have any advice for people that are really ready to start sharing their stories? And what, what's a good way to get, how do you start to formulate your story in a way that can make an impact? Yeah, that's such an, another great question. I think that it's important to really understand that we each have a certain set of innate gifts and talents 
And there is no one like you. There's no one, there's no other person who has this exact set of, of um, characteristics, uh, be it physical or, um, or emotional or whatnot. There's no one like you. And so if you're not sharing your stories, your lessons, your, these, the journey of your life road with others, then who else will? If you're not sharing your gifts and talents, who else will? And if you're, if you're not sharing them, then they'll, they'll all go unused. And it's just, it's a waste to have those, those um, blessings that we've been blessed with go to waste. So that's one of my biggest passions is to really pull out that gold the genuine original loving dreamer traits in each person so that they can get the, not only get the benefit of voicing their stories and sharing their truth, but also be able to inspire others to share their story as well. And so I feel like it, it's going to create a, like a domino effect, right? I share my story, encourage others to share their story. They share their story with others. And then before we know it, we're all more open. We're all more connected. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's, that's really the, the, main, the main thing that I could share to really inspire you to, to really start sharing these pieces, these amazing gifts and talents that we've been blessed with. It's, it's time. Yeah, it's time. And, and that's something that I felt deeply and intimately and intensely as we traveled around the country last year was like, every night I stood up and I shared my, what used to be my deepest, darkest secret, something that I kept to myself for over a decade. I was like, megaphone, I'll tell anybody who wants to listen. But the coolest thing is, and that was fun. And there, there's a therapeutic element to that too. Mm-hmm. Like exposure yep. therapy is real. The more you talk about <laughs> it, the more you like get to it. Um, but also just like being able to connect with people. And it's, it's so beautiful to see how quickly that switch can flip. Like when you show up and you are yourself, people are just like, like and not in a bad way but they're just like I've been holding this in forever and now I don't have to because you're safe and I love you and oh my god I want to tell you all my stories and like one what a responsibility two I and that I definitely don't take lightly because to be able to hear and hold people's stories is one of the greatest gifts of my life Mm -hmm. um but also like what a beautiful just way of connecting like it it became abundantly clear as we were going around the country last year, like we are all so much more alike than we are different. Like the worst day of my life and the worst day of your life may be completely different, but we're both still here and we Mm -hmm. both survived that. Like that is such a powerful place to come from, right? Yeah, I'll step for that. Um, Mm -hmm. So what, when when we're thinking about like how our stories can impact people, what would you say is the most in your experience after a flow, like what is the most beautiful part of that experience? Like, do you get to connect with the audience after you give the flow? Do they oh, come up to you and, and spill their guts? Like what, what is that like for you and how, how does that impact you? So the, the best, the best messages that I get, the best feedback that I get when I flow is when people come up to me and say how much my flow resonated with them 
And that really warms my heart because I'm sharing these vulnerable stories from my life. And to be able to share those and have others resonate with that message, to pull, to be able to, to not only see the, the, the story that I'm sharing, to hear that story, but they're listening with their heart. They're able to relate my story to their story and apply the lessons I've learned to their life road. And it's just so incredible. And so each time I get that feedback, it just really warms my heart and it really helps fire, like ignite that light in me, that fire to keep flowing, to keep sharing my flows and these, these inspirational messages that are just a real, it's like, it's a blessing. It's a blessing really. And so I'm just really grateful that I'm able to make these connections and to really help others tap into that vulnerable state and and really be, be emotional and be intentional with their emotions, if that makes sense. I love that. It makes complete <laughs> sense. In, in te- being intentional with emotion is like one of the biggest human life goals, I think. Like when you can get to the place where not only do you realize what your emotions are, you know what, you know, like what it feels like in your body. And then also being intentional with them on top of that. Like, I don't think there's any level of self-awareness that's higher than that. And that like, that's life goals for me. That's dope. (laughs) (laughs) So honestly, like that is cool stuff. Um, I have a question. What is your superpower? Mm. Probably. I mean, I've got a lot, but um, I love that. First of all, snaps <laughs> for acknowledging that you have lots of superpowers. Thank you. As women, we're not allowed to have any. So it's really great to be in the presence of somebody that can claim more than one. <laughs> the golden program really helped me. I'm, I'm just saying like, it really helped me tap into yeah. uh, and own those innate gifts and talents of mine. So yes, I do. I have been blessed with a lot of different superpowers, but I would say that my biggest um, superpower is that I'm able to memorize long, long pieces of information. I mean, I was able to get through pharmacy school by memorizing uh, thousands of drugs and their, you know, disease states that they treat and all the side effects and how to consult on them. So um, really tapping into that, that gift of mine and applying the ability to memorize to, to my flows has really been um, amazing. Um, and there's so much power in not just sharing your message, but being able to, to perform and to, to speak that message uh, without any notes, because then you're able to make really like that genuine connection and that eye contact with the audience members. So uh, it's been a real blessing <laughs> to combine all of my different superpowers together um, to form Doc Peace, which is me. And, and, um, and I think that once we start tapping into, to who we are and, and owning our gifts and talents, then we can all own our superpowers because our gifts and talents are our superpowers. So everyone really is a superhero in their own way. And when we start shining our light and pulling out what, what, what it is that makes us gold, then we can all be superheroes. And I think that's yeah. just so incredible that we all have the potential to be 
to be superheroes. <laughs> I love that. And the world needs more superheroes. And mm -hmm. um, we have a question from our guest and Jess is asking, what would a world of peace look like to you? Oh, a world of peace would be, I mean, unity is one of my favorite words. I mean, you see it behind me, actually. I don't know if you can see that this uh, graffiti art behind me actually says unity. And it's gorgeous. So a world of peace is really one in which we are all working together where we are no longer fighting and battling and knocking each other down, but we are lifting each other up to form uh, more opportunities, collaborating with each other to form uh, just, just greater, there's so much amazingness that can happen when we work together. So a vision yeah. of, for me of global peace would be us all working together versus tearing each other down and trying to find ways to, to lift each other, to lift ourselves up by pushing others down below us. And it doesn't work like that. And, um, right. and so I don't have a clear picture on how to, to make that happen, but I feel that by uh, pursuing my passions and voicing my truth and encouraging others to voice their truth and to, to gain more confident confidence in themselves because when you're confident in yourself you're not looking to tear other people down you're looking to bring them up and so <laughs> that's so, the ticket <laughs> so so my vision of of peace is to really create the unity um amongst us and uh, help others to help all of us to to shine our light and to voice our truth I love that. Well, <laughs> you have, uh, you've, you have beautifully uh, agreed to share a flow with us tonight. Are you ready? Yes, Would you I am like ready. To do it? Awesome. Course. I'm going to get off. I'm going to give the whole spotlight to you and I'm going to turn off my video. So everybody doc peace. Um, and feel free to like set this up. The reason that I invited you and are you doing mirror face? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll set up why I asked you to do, why I asked you to come here and then you can set up the piece. But um, this is the piece that Doc Peace did, the piece, 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 uh, that she did when I was at the Shine Movement Orange County. And so I spoke, Chloe Kreider, who was our first musical guest back last week, um, sang and then Doc Peace went up and then just like blew the roof off the joint. And the reason that I was inspired to invite her to join this chapter, um, and she'll talk about what Mirror Face the Flow is about, um, was because in this chapter, the, the mirror selfies that Kat and I took were a revolutionary shift for me. Like I was completely ashamed of my body prior to my first hike on the Trans Catalina Trail in 2016. On that hike, I learned how to love my body. I reminded myself that I can do hard things. And then when I got to Paris, it was just like all of the dots just kind of connected. And I walked around that city like I own the joint. And I just felt so beautiful and so empowered. And this, the mirror wasn't scary anymore. So I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let Peace set it up. But that was why I invited you here. So here we go. Doc Peace in the house. Oh, I love that story. I love that story, Sydney. So I'll be sharing mirror face off. And I really want everyone to, to, to really get in the same space, in a space of Zen, uh, really make yourself comfortable and take a couple de deep breaths with me before we begin.
In high school, I developed a mirror face, an expression my face would automatically fold into each time I encountered my reflection. I draw my mouth into a thin line in a subconscious attempt to hide the voluptuousness of my full lips. My friends would tease me, placing real and more often pretend mirrors in front of my face to see it contort. And each time that girl in the mirror would comply, presenting herself with my features modified. I've since realized that many of us go through life with our mirror face on, presenting a version of ourselves we want others to see until eventually our reflection becomes nothing more than opposed existence. It's exhausting. See, even though it's subconsciously done, our subconscious runs over 90% of our entire mind. So soon, that negativity that comes from masking our true selves brings forth more and more negativity and self-doubt. It's no wonder why they say we are our biggest critic. When each encounter with a mirror yields self-ridicule, why do we let ourselves tear ourselves down? It's high time we turn the conversation with our inner selves around. See, we are only as strong as our weakest thoughts. So we must strengthen our minds to welcome only positive vibes. Consider this. Next time we meet ourselves in the eyes, give a self-compliment. Speak life into our lives. The other day, I tried this. I looked myself deep in the eyes, mirror face off with an attitude of gratitude, praising my features rather than noting my flaws. And my inner self responded, Thank you for acknowledging my existence. It's you you're intended to be. And if not you, then who would you see when you looked in the mirror? It may be foggy now, but your voice will make it clear. And I said, you're welcome. Thank you. It's my round of applause. <laughs> the comments are blowing up. People are like, beautiful, woo, nice, wow, just wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we got snaps in the comments. We got, that was amazing, all caps in the comments. People are feeling it, Doc. Thank you for bringing that. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for listening with your heart. Yeah. Does anybody have any questions for Doc Peace in the Zoom chat? If you do, pop them on. Let's, uh, let's, let's make this an interactive Q&A. 
If you got a question, put your video on, show your face. Let's get connected. Casual yeah, tears over here from Christine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, Christine, you're my favorite. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome, and Christine. Thank you, everyone. So powerful. Yeah. So while we wait to see if any, because I know we're on a little bit of a delay here too. So while we wait to see if anybody has any questions that they want to pop on and ask, um, how do you feel before you do that, while you're doing it, after mm. it's done? So before I'd get a lot of anxiety, I'd get nervous. My, my hands would get all sweaty. And but then I realized that that, that the sweaty palms and the heart racing was not really nervousness. It was excitement and excitement knowing that I was about to voice my truth. And so now when I speak, it's, it's more of this excitement and knowing that I'll be able to form these connections with people by sharing my story and not just with people, but with mostly strangers. And by forming these connections, I'm not, as I share my flows, I'm transitioning from, I'm transitioning the audience from being strangers to me to, to building that relationship. And, and that's just, I mean, I just, honestly, that was a realization I just made right now. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Connecting dots real time, making it happen. <laughs> and so, I mean, I just, I'm so grateful for that. Um, and so I, I just thank everyone for, for listening with, with your hearts and giving me the opportunity to share my flows and to transition our relationship because now we are more connected than we were when we first started this virtual campfire. And thank you, Cindy, for providing this platform for us all to connect. And I mean, otherwise we may ne never have crossed paths, let alone connected That's in right. such power, this powerful way. So thank you. I love that. Um, so Michelle, do you have a question? <clears throat> it's not really a question. It's um, something that I wanted to share. Doc Peace, you've inspired me to, to talk about this. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. Um, I'm a woman of faith. And I struggled a lot trying to understand why my sexual assault happened. I was angry at God. Where was God when I was getting sexually assaulted? I, I held on so much to that anger, but I knew that I needed to better my relationship with him and work on overcoming everything that I went through. And I'm still working on it right now. Um, this past October, I started getting involved with the church and I was invited to go to a retreat. And um, our speaker she was giving a presentation uh, on things and she's like, you know what? I feel like we need to pray. I'm going to put my presentation aside. I feel like we need to pray. So anybody that wants a prayer or something specific, just throw it out there. So there was people, there was, it was a women's retreat. People were saying finances, family, the night. And then after a while, everybody just stayed silent because nobody else, nobody knew what else to, to, to ask for prayer. Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere, and I don't know why I did it, I yelled out sexual assault. That was the first time I had ever said it out loud. And hearing 
hearing it. I mean, yes, I've met, I've talked about it with close friends. I've talked about it with my husband. Mm-hmm. It's different when you're in a room of two, 300 people and saying it out loud and hearing it in a room like that. I don't know why I said it, but after I said it, I thought to myself, what did I just do? Now everybody knows. So another female and I, it was only two of us that walked down. Everybody prayed for us. And after the prayer, I went back to my seat. I put on my hoodie and I just buried my face in my hands and I just cried till the very end. As soon as it was over, I rushed out the door because I just didn't want to talk to anybody. I I just wanted to cut everybody off. During during the retreat, we were given um, note cards. And we were told that if you feel like somebody needs a note card, write them a message. Pass it to whoever you feel needs that message. And at the end of that session... I was given six note cards. I have them here. And I wanted to read one briefly because this one, this one hit me hard. It says, you are the strongest person in the room tonight. What you did was something I have not been able to do for over 20 years. I will pray for you, my sister. I do not know all the answers to many questions. But all I know is that God is good and God is love. I will continue to pray for you and all our sisters. Wow. I've always wanted to know why I was sexually assaulted. And I'm never going to get that answer. But after getting all these notes, I thought to myself, good always has to happen. I mean, bad happens so that good can come out of it. Yeah. I'm not justifying my rape. I should have never gotten sexually assaulted. But I feel that I was that voice that was the voice of this person that hasn't been able to speak up for 20 years. I was Mm -hmm. their strength. And it's still hard for me. But if I've inspired six people to actually start writing about it, maybe talking about it mm-hmm. well then maybe I'm, I'm I'm that that voice that strength I still have a yeah. lot of shit to figure out but you and Sydney and your stories and it's just it's it's it, um, I'm speechless <laughs> wow. just, thank you so much thank you so much both of you for what you do oh wow Michelle thank your you. story thank you so much for sharing that you are strong and I applaud you and your, and your strength. And I I mean, what you, what you said about that phrase, now everybody knows. Now everybody mm-hmm. knows. And I think that's where that power and sharing your story lies. <laughs> Getting to that point now that you feel comfortable, that you feel confident knowing that now everybody knows. I mean, it's it's a vulnerable place to be in, but once you get there, I don't know, it makes me feel even more comfortable and even more confident than you ever would imagine. So thank you so much, Michelle, for, for being 
vulnerable for willing to get into that space with, with us. Thank you so much, both of you, for everything. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank Michelle. you, girls, That's so much in this Zoom call. Thank you all so much. Like your your comments and your virtual hugs and 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 cheers and all. Like it's glad to. Um, it, it feels comforting to know that we're not shamed into being quiet. Mm -hmm. There's there's you know there's there's people that have your back. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a, it's a, it, the, the work doesn't quit, but what, like what Doc P said, when you said now they know like that, it's scary to get up to that point, right. To, to get the words to your lips before they come out, it took me 11 years to even have them cross my lips. Because for me, I was so scared that once I said it, then it's true. And what does that mean for me? And what does that mean for me, my life moving forward? Because for the longest time, I stuffed it down and stuffed it down and stuffed it down and stuffed it down until I literally could not anymore. And my body started to revolt against me. So I know that you've had some health stuff come up as well. I know that you've dealt with a whole slew of things as a result of the assault and all the aftermath of it. And I'm just so thankful that you're here and that you're speaking up. And I love that you were at that retreat and you found that moment then because now there are at least six women that know that might feel more comfortable talking about their story I, we've got a 13 in the group right now however many people watching online like this is powerful stuff and it, there's nothing wrong with us the answer to your question about why it happened doesn't matter that was a horrible decision that somebody made to violate your body. But the truth is that you survived it and that you're here. And now that you're able to say it, you can have, you have the power to help people in that way. And you already are just by being here. Like you saying that and sharing that with me and dog mm -hmm. peace, I'm, I'm, I'll be high for a week on that. Seriously. Like that is yeah. why we serve. That is why we this work is to connect with people in this way so thank you for the opportunity to feel that with you thank you for being brave because your story will change the world and it already has thank you you're welcome thank you miss aaron what you got going on girl questions for miss pace i do i have a question actually it's like it's timely after that share. Thank you, Michelle, so much. And I know everyone's thinking the same thing, like mm -hmm. that's really powerful and strong. Um, so thank you. Um, my question for Doc Peace is, um, who was your Michelle? Who was like the first person you heard open up that inspired you to do the same? Wow. That's a great question. That's a really good question. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so the inspiration that first came for me to take the stage, to take that platform for the very first time, which I did at Queen Bee's, actually came from a, a beach volleyball friend of mine. Um, she didn't share with me in, in that way that Michelle had just shared. It was more of providing that encouragement. And I think so all of us can sometimes use that that push. 
Um, and she basically gave me that push. And it, it wasn't just the encouragement push. It was more of a, she gave me also a timeline. <laughs> and so that's also something really important when you're about to take a step a big step is to have that that timeline, the push and the timeline. Um, so the timeline was that she was going back to her home country. So I had two weeks to, to, to finish my flow, write it out, um, memorize it and perform it. <laughs> and so um, she didn't share with me quite this, this uh, just deep story, this, um, but it was, it, it was just the way that she, she encouraged me that people needed to hear, to hear that message that, um, that even though it was a, a message of frustration, it was, I mean, it's complicated, yo, this dating life is just, you know, (laughs) frustrating, but I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all been in the dating world at some point in our lives. We may still be in that. And so getting that out there and really um, sharing that message that not a lot of us want to talk about, right? Like our, the, the negatives of dating and like the failures that come with it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that was, that was my Michelle. Um, that's what got me started. And um, the more I flow, the more I, I'm able to connect with more stories and more Michelles. And that's what I do. I, that's why I do what I do. <laughs> awesome. Jess? <clears throat> Mine is, I'm really curious about something and I, I gotta know. Um, so first, um, I'm not against pharmaceutical prescriptions. I am a fan at times, but in your profession, it seems like you're a very spiritually evolved and centered person and you've been chasing your bliss. Are there ever times when you're giving a consult to someone and you're talking with them and you're like, this is a, more of a spiritual or emotional malady mm. or condition that maybe they should be taking pills for. Can you oh, handle that? Okay, that's a great question. Uh, my my dive into spirituality um, into a different sense of spirituality actually than what I was raised. I was raised Christian, and I still believe in God. But my dive into like the the other aspects of spirituality. Uh, is uh, a recent, uh, more in the last couple of years, especially since I've gone into the world of spoken spoken poetry and reached out and been a part of that community. And so uh, when I do consults, yeah, definitely. There's been times where I've been consulting and I realized that <sighs> there's so much... Um, use of prescription drugs to mask the the underlying disease state and so i mean there's definitely that frustration that knowing that if we tap into to the underlying cause underlying reason if we really dig deep and um and reach that that root cause then we may not really need that that prescription drug anymore and I mean, I should probably preface this whole um, 
this whole response with the fact that the reason why I went into pharmacy in the first place was because I wanted to understand what it is that was in these medications that my family and friends were taking. I wanted to decode the this <laughs> this industry and really real to really understand what it is that I put in my body and my my community is putting in their body and really tap into to uh, what what this is causing the positive the positives the negatives of taking taking that in and um so that's that's really the underlying reason why i am a pharmacist i want to understand it myself and i want to be able to provide this medication education to others as well so that they can make an educated decision as to what um not only how to take the medication why they're taking it and what to expect, but if they want to continue taking it. Um, and I think that that is a personal decision that, um, that needs to, to be made. Um, and it's, it's, based, it's based on person to person, you know, no, no, um, no one is the same. And um, so does that answer your question, Jess? It does, it really does. I was, I was really just curious about it just because it seems like you definitely can be a huge advocate from your educated and spiritual grounded spot. That's such a beautiful melding of superpowers as it were, where you can say this works, but you know what? Sometimes like for example, mm -hmm. antidepressants, this or Xanax or whatever, mm -hmm. This is good for right now when you're in crisis, but maybe mm -hmm. get some therapy too. Do some journaling. Yes. Thing. Get out of your house, mm -hmm. take a shower, mm -hmm. and then a month, <laughs> revisit this whole prescription thing. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Well, Doc Peace, where can people find you um, in the interwebs and what is, do you have anything like the gold thing? Is that coming up soon? Can people participate? Can they sign up? Yes. Yeah, so I have the gold program and it's actually now live. I recently oh, just launched it and Perfect. Uh, I actually have a deal for it right now. It's 90% off. <laughs> <laughs> so to access the gold program, to really tap into your innate gifts and talents, um, you can do so by going to udemy.com slash the golden, the golden program. And it's, uh, the, the code is keep shiny. I believe. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Keep shining. Keep shining is I believe is the code. And that's udemy.com. We'll yes, udemy.com. Yeah, so that that break that goes um, makes the the program go from nine dollars to seventeen Perfect. I like that. I like those repetitive numbers, numerology mm -hmm. in the house. Yeah, and I awesome. also want to invite everyone to to participate in the very last week of Impact Speaking Summit, and I believe Sydney will be featured tomorrow. 
right? I think your future date is, is coming tomorrow up. Or is it on my birthday? Yeah, it's. I think it's, it's the third. I think it's. On it's on birthday. your birthday, so. Next yeah, tomorrow, yeah, yeah. as my mom says, yeah, next Wednesday. tomorrow, yes, Wednesday, next, <laughs> Wednesday. Um, so yeah, this is the last week of Impact Speaking Summit, and you can um, join Impact Speaking Summit by registering free at bit.ly bit.ly forward slash Impact Speaking Summit. Perfect, awesome. And your doc piece on Instagram and Facebook and all the places. Yep, Doc Peace on Instagram. Uh, you can also visit docpeaceofmind.com and that has all the information that I just put out right now. Um, so docpeaceofmind.com. Yep. Awesome. Thank you so much for being yeah. here and bringing your light and shining it for all of us. Um, I, I know that everybody here is like moved as much as I was the first time I heard that. So thank you for bringing your talents and your superpowers and all of your wonderful gifts and sharing them with us today. You Big are love. so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for shining your light so bright, Sydney, and encouraging us all, myself included, to keep shining. Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Awesome. All right. So up next, we've got Miss Catherine Humphus, which I never call her Catherine Humphus. Her name is Kat Humphus, <laughs> and she is a chef. She is my BFF. Uh, she is one of the reasons that I started to like wrap my head around what sexual assault was. So cat dog, come on down. <laughs> it's like the price uh, is right. Are you, are you skipping? <laughs> I love that introduction. Cat dog, come on down. <laughs> come on Hi. down. How are you? Hi. I'm so good. I guess. I don't know. That's what right. I'm supposed to say, isn't yeah. it? That's what we're supposed no. to say is like, well, how, everything's great. No. How are you? Really? In this uh, moment? Like no bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit. I am happy to be here, first of all, and have really enjoyed hearing from everyone. Um, and it's actually been like very grounding for me because I have been just highly agitated for several days where I just, ha, you know, and I actually, I had dinner with my family last night and today every single person that was there has texted me and said, are you okay? And I can tell I'm agitated because instead of being like, yeah, why? I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, um, sorry, I use that word a lot and I'm sorry. Um, so clearly <laughs> I'm going through some shit, but, um, but it's all good, you know, and just like hearing everyone sharing. It's been like, I feel like I'm around the campfire. I feel like this is like a chance to like breathe and reset and see your beautiful face, which I haven't done enough of lately. So that's uh, what I'm really doing. Okay, cool. And so for everybody that is not familiar with your awesomeness, uh, who is Kat Humphus and what does she do? Oh gosh. Um, Kat Humphus. I know. I just realized I never sent you a bio and I'm sorry. I made one uh, up. I found one on HuffPost. It's fine. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I am a chef. I am born and raised in San Diego. I cook things. Um, I, that's about all I got right now. I'm a chef. I cook things yeah. from San Diego. Um, and I'm your best friend. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> That works. So yeah. this chapter, obviously, uh, you play a starring role in it. So I love that. When let's talk about where we were 
emotionally, mentally, spiritually in life before Paris. So like what made you go back to Paris when we went? Yeah. So I had, I think you mentioned when you were reading the chapter that I went to culinary school in Paris in 2008 and I hadn't been back since, but I had always kind of dreamed of it. And, you know, maybe one day I'd go back. Um, and let's see, that was in like 2015, 16 ish. So I had started a business, a meal kit delivery service that I had spent my life savings on and um, was sure that this was my end all be all. I had left the restaurant industry because I was so burnt out. And and so then I decided to start a business, which like apparently don't do that if you're burnt out, but you know, mistakes were made. Um, So started a business. which also burned me out. And I was just depleted in every way, spiritually, emotionally. Um, I was looking for an escape and I was looking to feel good again. And when I thought back to some of the last times that I had felt really good, it was when I was in Paris and culinary school in Paris when I was 19 felt like an alternate reality to me even then you know and and I went to culinary school to escape in the first place it was like in a shitty relationship lost um going to SSU (coughs) but didn't really want to but kind of was expected to so okay I guess I'll go to college but hated it um and I needed a job so I'd started working in a restaurant and that's how I got in the field in the first place and then I loved that um, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to secretly apply for this culinary school really far away. And if I get in, then I have like a really good reason to leave and like reinvent myself. Um, and so it was like my escape, you know? And so I, whenever I wanted to feel that way again, it was like, well, maybe I'll just go back to Paris. Cause that was really effective last time. And so I had just decided okay, this business, Savory Made Simple, is not working out. And you and Barry were there for literally all of it. So thank you. I cried on your couch so many times. (laughs) Well, I got it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I stopped calling. I just show up. Like, Fuggles announce I'm here to cry. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so I was looking for an escape and I'm like, I've it was kind of like a sign from God. I'm like, I'm so broke. Like I'm so broke. How much are tickets to Paris? (laughs) But in this, like building this business, I had opened up a new credit card that was like a travel credit card. Cause that's what you do when you open a business. You have all these like ideas that you're going to like travel the world. So I was like, Oh, I'll definitely need that. Um, But really I just racked up a huge credit card bill but I, it had travel points. And so I'm like, can I get to Paris? And the answer was like, yes, for $200. And then we were like, well, we know someone in Paris. And she, she was dating my, one of my best friends and roommates at the time. And she was trying to get on my good side. I think, you know, I think I like played that card (laughs) pretty good. And she was like, just do it in my place. And we were like, okay. So you and I found ourselves in like, I'm like, Sydney, I'm going to Paris. You want to come? And you were like, I also have credit card points. And we were like, let's go. And that's how we found ourselves in Paris. 
<laughs> I love it so much. And so um, rewinding a little bit, when did you like, so did you grow up cooking? Like what, mm-hmm. who was the influence? I know Joanne mm-hmm. makes, Joanne's your mom. She makes the best breakfast cookies I've ever had in my life. Also the best enchiladas <laughs> that I've ever great. had in my life. Um, but where, where did your love for cooking start? Yeah, I, great question. I grew up in a family that loves to cook and loves to eat. And um, my mom's side of the family is Palestinian. And so I just grew up surrounded by home-cooked Middle Eastern meals every night and, um, and just family who prioritized cooking too. Like we, I remember like every Thursday night we would go out for Mexican food, <laughs> but aside from that, like we didn't go out to restaurants ever. It was, oh, but my mom cooked like a seven course meal every day for us, you know? So, um, so I grew up just a huge fan of food, um, <laughs> which has its own set of things, but anyways, I love eating and I love food and food is like, an amazing way to share culture and to bring people together. And, um, and I think I learned that from my family at a very early age, you know, like I was the, the neighborhood house where people wanted to come for dinner. Like that was, yeah. was like, Oh, can we come to your house? I'm like, yeah, come on over. You know? Um, <laughs> but I really started cooking for myself. I was in um, eighth grade and I was like a little punk rocker and someone handed me a pita flyer and this guy was like interested in was vegan. And I started like reading the flyer and he's like, you should be vegan. And I was like, okay. Um, and so I went (laughs) home and I was like, mom, I'm vegan now. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, like you're going to have to figure that out on your own. And like, I'm still going to cook dinner for all of us. And if it's vegan by chance, cool. And if not, like, you're going to have to make your own food but I'll buy you some cookbooks. So we like went to Borders. I remember Borders bookstore, Mission Valley. And she bought me these two books and I still love them. Like they're still like some of my favorite cookbooks. Um, But, and that, and I, every day, every meal was like, what am I going to make? And then she'd take me to the store and she would like buy me the things for the recipe. And then I would like cook it. And that's when I really started cooking. It's like, because my mom was like, I'm not going to make you your own food. You're going to have to like do it. I'm like, okay, I can do that. So yeah. that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. So you are, what is your role now? Cause you were in the restaurant industry. Like uh, I'm going to give everybody like a quick braggy resume for Cat Humphus. So she goes to Le Cordon Bleu in Paris. No big deal. It's totally fine. Graduates, comes and then you were at WD50 with Wiley. Is that right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she yes. went to the French Laundry under Jack Keller. Is that um, his name? Almost Thomas. Thomas Keller, Thomas. AKA no big deal. And then she like opens this restaurant casually in San Diego that turns out to be like this gangbuster awesome place. The whole city of San Diego is now obsessed with Brussels sprouts because of Cat Humphus. And then you did a whole lot of stuff with the Cone Group. And then you did Savory Made Simple. And then you were like, what do I do now? And you went to Paris and you found yes. like your chef juice again. Yeah. And yes. then. And so now. <laughs> so now. Um. Yeah, I work with a group called Consortium Holdings, and they own about 14 different bars and restaurants around town. Um, and I, I just, it's funny, I've been with them for officially a year now. 
and I've never had a job title until, and so people are like, what do you do? And because I'm short and a female, um, like these 19 year old line cooks are like, are you the new pastry girl? I'm like, no, I'm your boss's boss actually, but nice to meet you. <laughs> um, but um, I am their research and development chef slash fixer is my official title. And it says, I make things better. So I'll take it, you know, and I roam around between all the restaurants and there's a lot of mentoring in my job of like young chefs. And there's also a lot of fixing of like, oh, you did that really wrong. And now it's like a huge HR thing that I have to deal with, or you like burnt half the kitchen down and now I have to figure out how to fix it or something like that. Um, but I actually really enjoy it because it keeps me on my toes and, uh, and I like the variety a lot. Yeah. And so you recently, San Diego restaurants recently reopened, like in some kind of capacity, what was the <clears throat> quarantine? Like when everything started going down, what was that like for you? Cause we saw like we benefited because all the restaurants were like, we need to move food and you were yeah. kind enough to offer some of that to us. So like we totally lucked out with that, but what yeah. was, what was that like for you? as a chef in the organization and what has reopening been like too? Oh yeah. It's been really intense, honestly. And I, it was like, you know, initially like kind of right at the start of COVID, there were all these conversations of like, we don't know what's going to happen. We're probably going to need to cut some staff. So it was like, okay, we'd come up with a plan. And then literally in an hour, there'd be like a press conference with the governor with some new restriction. It'd be like, okay, now we can only seat 50%. Like, okay, send everyone home. But then like San Diego didn't get the memo initially. And so then it was just like our busiest day ever. And it was like me and one other person. And I'm like the dishwasher and the server and the host and the cook. And it was just like, ah, ah, this is bad. And then after that day, it, it they announced that restaurants were closing. And so then it was like, you need to prepare for this restaurant to be closed for up to six months. And it was get everything every single thing out of this restaurant like get every food every bit of flour everything gets taken out of the restaurant um hide all the booze like we have a booze hidden in the funniest places at every single restaurant like take everything off the shelves like it needs to look like there's nothing in here all of our restaurants are like made out of glass quite frankly right. and we didn't know what to expect honestly and you know the irony is that now it's like there were protests yesterday and our restaurants had to close early because it was like our staff was like we either a want to be out protesting also or b don't feel safe right now because of they're literally marching on our street and all the cops are here and we're freaked out it's like okay go yeah. home that's fair um yeah can you still hear me okay yeah you sound great oh okay something weird happened with my computer or my <laughs> earphones or something um but anywho so yeah, so then it was just like, okay, get everything out. And but there was kind of this excitement in the air of like, we don't know what's gonna happen. And we were just giving all this food out to our employees. So we and our friends. <laughs> and so we just felt kind of like this fun, like, yay, like we love our people situation happening. Um, and then it just became very dull. 
And every day we would still meet to like rewrite, we're going to rewrite the training manuals, but it just felt so lame, you know? And now reopening has just been hectic. Like it was like you blinked and they were like, I'm more open now. And you're like, well, we got to like, we got to do everything. Order again. food. We got to like yeah. resupply the entire restaurant. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's a lot. It's been like this week yeah. of our first like full week open. And I was just telling my roommate, like my hips hurt, like my back hurts, like everything hurts. I'm not used to being on my feet for this long. Like it's all overwhelming. It's all just, everything's overwhelming, yeah. I think. Yeah. So one of the things that I was really excited to talk to you about um, in general is just like the way that we pump each other up and the way that we do like our future pulling texts. So I want to share this idea with folks because this is a weird time to be alive. We're going through a lot as a country and as individuals with both with like a global pandemic and also Mm -hmm. all the, um, issues that are popping up around George Floyd's murder and everything else. So this idea of future polling is not something that I invented. I learned it in some course somewhere, but the gist is, and you can do this as a journaling exercise. Kat and I do this as a, as a texting thing. Um, but the idea is, is you pick a date in the future. Um, maybe that's like the day after a big event that you were going to, or any kind of date. And you just think about like, you visualize what you would want your life to look like in that moment. And so Kat and I will text each other and I'll be like, hey, FP means future polling. And the way that we do this is I send her a text and it's me sending her a text as if we're in the future. Like all these things just happened and she's here to pump me up and like celebrate with me. So I'll be like, Kat, oh my God, I just got done with a virtual campfire. We had 20 nights, 50 guests, everybody cried, everybody laughed. We raised all the money we need for the Wilderness Wellness Center. I'm going out to celebrate, where should we go? And like, Kat's like, I got ideas, congratulations, all these things. So like, is this a practice that you do outside of hanging out with me? Like, do you journal about this? And has any of that stuff ever come true for you? Oh my God, I'm so glad you asked. This, this is unplanned, by the way. This is like a very Sydney cat thing where she's like, I'm not going to tell you I'm going to ask you about this, but I'm going to be so prepared to talk about it because this hangs above my bed and it says March 2021. It is March 1st, 2021. What a year it has been. I had no idea. This time last year, quarantine was just beginning. I have done a lot of work on myself and I have healed so much. I am happy to report that I now... And then I wrote all these things that I like want to feel in a year. Um, I love my legs. I have clear eyes, alert, focused. Brain is tapped in, like all this stuff that I want to feel. Um, I even drew some doodles if you guys want to just take a look at how I good love it. of an artist I am right now. Yeah. Like you're, um, you're an excellent artist. <laughs> thank you. Um, but one of my favorite things about doing the future polling with you is that like, in that example you just gave where you're like, hey, I raised all the money for my retreat center and blah, blah, blah. My favorite part is when you and I fill in blanks for each other that like aren't even prompted or I'm like, oh my God, that's so great. And you got your dream sprinter van, whatever, whatever. That's hybrid and get, you know, and you're like, oh, I, I did. I forgot. Oh, oh my God. Are you, oh my, yeah, I did do that, you know? And so we get to kind of like write each other's script also a little bit, which is fun. And 
you're really good at it with me. Like you'll remember things from a conversation of like three years ago. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot I mentioned that at one point. Um, so it's really fun. It's really fun to do with someone that knows you very, very well. Yes. And I think that the, the exercise is, is helpful for me in multiple senses. And I don't know if this is true for you. So let me know if it is, but I like it one, because it's fun to do. It's a good exercise. If we're talking about the law of attraction, manifesting all that stuff, it's never a bad idea to like write it down and even better to share it with somebody because then you have like double the energy behind the things that you want. But more lately, I've been doing it when I feel like really low and really yes. sad, which during the course of this quarantine, during the course of all the stuff that's been happening in the last few weeks, um, it's really like the best way for me to snap out of that state of mind and start with a place of gratitude. Cause I'm like, Oh, I just got all the things I've ever wanted ever. I'm so thankful. And here they are. And so one of the things that I'm going to be sending out, um, as a gift for all of our donors, Gary Ware, who is, I met because of cat and then met again when he was my improv instructor. Um, he has recorded a future self meditation and he has two versions. So he has one where it's like, you can listen to this whenever you want. But he has another one where it's your future self after COVID. So whatever it is, whenever that is, like whenever we get back to the new version of normal, hopefully less burning in the streets, less people getting murdered, um, maybe more peace and unity to Doc Peace's point. Um, but he walks you through like, who do you want to be on the other side of COVID? And so I think that in the spirit of this kind of thing right now, I'm going to pull an audible here and I'm going to invite everybody who wants to participate in the gratitude circle to come on camera now. And we're all going to future pull together about like what we want to build and create as a community, as hiking my feelings, as the individuals in this space um, and for ourselves. So if you want to join on the zoom call, pop on your camera and we're going to start with a little future pulling exercise. I was going to journal yesterday, but then I just got so excited talking to our guests that like I totally ran out of time. So this is instead of that. <laughs> and now we're going to like co-create the best future we can think of in like this world that is like perfect and peaceful and lovely and inclusive. So keep popping on. This is so fun. We're like Brady bunching it. I'm so stoked. Keep coming. Here they come. Oh my God. Look at everybody. Yay. Okay, cool. So um, what I want to do, and I'm like, I did not plan this. We're just like totally freestyling right now. What I want to do is have everybody go around in a, in, and I'll call on you just to make it a little bit more organized. Um, and just say like a definitive statement about who you are and where you're at and how you feel on the other side of COVID and all the stuff that's happening in the world right now. So I'll start well, everybody else has a chance to think. So I'm going to pick a date. I'm going to say, okay, here's my example. So I'm going to do, <clears throat> um, this is my, this is how I feel and who I am and what I've created on September 21st, 2020. So I was supposed to be hosting a retreat, me and Barry, Kaleo and Melanie Wassman on Catalina Island back in March. It was one of the first things that got postponed after COVID. So we've rescheduled to September 18th through the 20th. So now it is Monday, the 21st. I'm sitting here, I'm back at the ranch. 
I feel amazing. So guys, let me tell you about how dope this retreat was. Not only did it go off without a hitch, the performances were amazing. Kaleo, we decided to scrap the whole like actual concert at a bar thing. And it was just like the most organic campfire jam because this was so inspiring. And there's three participants that I know of that had the most incredible breakthrough. Are you ready? Jess Fiedler straight up crushed this hike. She did not know if she could do it. And I've been telling her this whole time, like she's gonna go do this program. Everything's gonna be fine. We'll hike together as much as we can before the trip. She straight crushed it. And we were like running up the mountain because she's such a badass. Vicky was like, you know what? I'm just so glad to be here. And I'm so glad that I had the courage to walk away from a marriage and to just be like my whole full authentic self, no makeup, no hair, face just out here for everybody to see and love. And my girl, Michelle, who I'm trying to convince to come on this retreat because I feel like she's gonna find the resources and she did. So Michelle rolled up, cause she had asked about it and she was like, hey, you got spots left? And I was like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, I'm such a good person that I'm supporting my family during COVID that the universe like doubled down and was like, I see you supporting your family. Here's three times what you supported, just rain falling like money from the sky. And then she got here and she stood up and she shared her story about her sexual assault with everybody around the campfire. And we all cried and we all hugged and we all snapped. And it was like one of the most powerful, intense moments of my life. And I'm just so thankful to be here back at the ranch. We're getting ready to go build the retreat center. The dome's here, the deck is built. Like literally, as soon as we get off this call, I'm going to sleep and then I'm waking up in the morning to start constructing this sucker. And I'm so excited for you guys to come here be with me. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds okay. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you also, when you did, you know, cause um, on that, on the retreat, you know, back a few months ago when we were doing the campfire, you had mentioned that you were also raising money for, um, to redo the hike with Will, the inner, the Chicago hike. You were also, yes. did yes. you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, well, God, like, this is why I keep you around, honestly, because that was right before we did the retreat. So I literally, it was the craziest thing. Cause we were like, the plan was this year, we were going to go do this hike May 26th to June 14th and then COVID happened and they were like, what do we do? And so we decided to do it like in the days. So we left it, we did it like end of August to like September 15th. And then we flew back, went to Catalina, did this retreat and now it's time to build. So thank you for bringing that up. Cause like, I can't even like, I was so stoked on the retreat that I completely forgot that I just walked 220 miles around the city of Chicago shut up. That's so cool. I appreciate you and your reminders. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you go. Okay. Cat okay. dog. Okay. Hit it. I'll go. Um, so it is, I'm looking at my poster here and that's March, 2021, but I want to do, I want to do the holidays. I'm going to say it's December, 2020. Um, because Bobby. yeah, because I kind of get blue in the winter time. And so, um, so it's December, 2020 and we have 
Hey, Sydney, guess what? So it's December, 2020. We have successfully reopened all of our restaurants and I got a huge raise because I got a pay cut with the COVID stuff, but they finally gave (laughs) me like the raise that I, you know, so I finally got the raise. So, and I've paid off like 50% of my business loan. So I am like so light and easy breezy and all of that terrible trauma work I've been doing all year with my eating disorder is finally paying off and I'm like not so obsessy anymore and I like went surfing in a swimsuit and didn't die and no one else died so I know it was crazy it was crazy it happens people saw like my belly and it was fine um and it was fine nobody died I got no calls saying that Kat Humphus murdered people with the side of her body there was no calls whatsoever zero and um and I went on it and I had a great date um like with a person yeah I had a date with a person with a person I went on a date with a person I did not die during that occasion either um, there is a whole lot of not dying happening here. <laughs> a lot of not dying. It turns out I am not broken as I once thought. So I'm still interested in human beings and, um, and I don't hate myself nearly as much as I once did. And the holidays are here and I can't wait to see you for shrimp enchiladas tomorrow. I was literally just going to say, what do we need to bring? I know Kat... I know mom is always like, you don't need to bring anything. Just come over, eat my food, drink my drinks. It's fine. But yeah. like legit, let me know if you guys need anything. Cause we'll like pick it up on the store. Nah, just the in. in your new van. I want to see the new okay. van, you know, cause you gave us. Okay. A- so we'll bring it with the new van. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Cause we're going to like, I don't know if I told you this, but we're keeping the, we're keeping Ruby, the original van. And she's going to like, just be parked here. And people can rent it out and like get the van life experience without having to like go full van life or go anywhere. They can just like, it's going to be down on the lower lot here yeah. at the reggae ranch. So like you have your own little field and you can just kind of chill out. I love that. So you should come stay. It's what I'm saying. Like you should probably do New Year's Eve in the old van. I'll bring my date. Perfect. I love this. All right. <laughs> the person, this person, I'm so excited to meet the person. And, and I love how they love you. <laughs> All right, Jess, let's celebrate your future. All right, so it is September 20th, 2020. I'm standing on top. Yeah, girl. Um, I'm, re- I'm feeling empowered. I'm feeling refreshed. I am beyond excited because I am taking back my childhood home. Catalina Island, as I stand on top of this mountain, is a place of peace, not bullying. It is a place of inclusion and love and healing, not pain. It is a place of um, eating well and eating healthily and taking care of my body instead of day drinking and hurting myself emotionally and physically in so many ways. Instead of the place that I had my innocence taken from me at 14 years old, it is my home again. I've mm. never been so grounded in my life. I can tell. Like you look, I mean, you look pretty banging, Jess. I'm not going to lie. Like you got to glow. I mean, you're always glowy because that's like you are sunshine. That's your personality. And I love it. And also, can we talk about like what's happening here on top of this mountain? Because 
we were down there. I don't know if you know this. Like, if you can see how far we've come just today. It's freaking far. I'm pretty impressed with you. Right? Like, pretty impressive. And then we go into, like, metaphorically how far you've come. Like, can you believe that it was almost a year ago that we met at the reggae ranch for the first time? And then all this stuff happened? I can't even believe that. Um, I got so many great photographs with my new camera. Um, they're all going on t-shirts and going straight on my website. I can't believe the brand yes. is going so strong. It's tripping me out. Yeah. Everybody's wearing the well, t-shirts. I remember when Shark Harbor Sunset was like an idea and then you launched it on your birthday and it was like really awesome. And you had like this really banging interview for your first interview for your podcast. And now it's like, People are kind of like banging down your door. And if you need a bouncer, just let me know. I got one for you. Just saying. Yours, yours was my favorite interview, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, clearly. <laughs> I love you so much. I'm so excited for the retreat. <laughs> Can't wait. I mean, it already happened and it was great. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, Miss Vicky, what you got? Let's celebrate your future. Yeah, it is December 31st, 2020, my 46th birthday. Um, I, am, I am with you guys on the reggae ranch. We're having New Year's Eve uh, party with my favorite people. Um, <laughs> my uh, Woke SVU podcast took off. And yes. I am nearly fully um, supported by the money it's making. Um, and my Facts of Life blog is, I also figured out how to monetize that. So that's a, a another source of income that I have. Um, and, um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. My book just came out. Um, oh my God, Vicky! So, you can't. So believe yeah, it. She's, so, no, so first what, second, I have a copy what, of the book for all of you. No, but you, you're like my podcast is great, my website is great. I feel lovely. I'm at the Reggae Ranch. Uh, your book, honey. You've been talking about this book for forever. Like since I know I it's know finally done. Isn't that book. great? Yeah. Yes. All right. Cool. For the people that aren't at the Reggae Ranch at our New Year's Eve party, tell them what the book's about and just grace us with like an elevator pitch for this sucker because they will all want to read it like seven times. Yeah, well, so the, the book is, um, it's, about, it's about reclaiming every part of yourself and getting to, it's about getting to the point where you're your own first priority. That mm. is the theme of the book. Love it. Such a fan. So necessary. Definitely needed. Will you sign like eight copies for me so I can send them to people that need it? Absolutely. I'm pulling a Jess. Yeah, I'm going to pull a Jess. I'm just going to send you lots of money and then you're going to send me a box of books and then we'll hand them out to people that need it. Done. Paying it forward. Making it happen. <laughs> I love it. And you. Okay, so that's awesome. Michelle, let's celebrate your future. Okay, um, due to COVID, I was unable to visit my um, gyno-oncologist because he's in San Antonio. Um, 
So now that COVID's over, September, October 2020, I want to officially be cancer free. Um, I want it all to be gone. I want this anxiety gone. I want that liberating feeling to officially say I'm healthy and I'm free. Cause that count that that that, that it, it's been weighing me down. So September, October, I'm gonna be free. I'm gonna be healthy. Let's do this. Yes. So let's do this. You are say I am cancer free, healthy, whatever these things are. Cancer free, healthy. Wife, mom, everything. I'm cancer free, healthy. I'm gonna be the best mom I can. I'm gonna be the white best wife I can. Of course, I'm gonna nag a couple of times, but hey, it's in my nature. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, September, October, 2020. I that that's that's my future. I'm gonna be officially. I love it, guys. Uh, how, where should we have this party? She just heard that she's cancer free. Like her doctor literally just gave her the news. I legit feel like we should have a party. So let's make up a party. Where do you uh-huh. want to go? Like, what's your happy place? Let's go to Baja. <laughs> My happy place, it's, I went to Copper Mountain in Denver. I love the mountains. Perfect. Where's I me? Love- perfect. We'll have a party. Yep, perfect. Love- Mickey's right out there. We'll make yes. it happen. Yes. Cool. Okay. We're going to Copper Mountain. We're going to be snow bunnies in a jacuzzi. I don't ski, but I, like, I'll, I'll pretend. Um, so this will, this is actually, this works out really well. So you'll go to your gynecologist, you'll get the news, then you'll go on the retreat with us and you can like, that's your first hike to celebrate. And then after that to like double down, you can invite your family, invite your friends, invite everybody. We'll go up to Copper Mountain. We'll be snow bunnies. We'll drink hot chocolate all the time. Um, cause like, I think you do that. Buy a fire. Uh, (laughs) Buy a fire. Yes. Done. It's a date. It's a date. I, uh, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this. I am the most professional, professional, professional marshmallow roaster you've ever met. I will blow your mind. It's true. I've been practicing for this moment. Nice. So there you I go. Love your party. Date. Thanks, date thanks for inviting us. <laughs> Aaron, what, what's, uh, what's your future like? I have to warn you, my laptops on its last leg so it it likes to make really loud noises when I take my audio off um so I'll be quick um let's see it's October it's late October and I'm celebrating the end of a very successful farming season with a backpacking trip in the Smokies and I'm going to be alone and not have to manage anyone and get to do whatever I want on the trails. <laughs> and I love that. Feel really good that I just fed a lot of people and now I get to take a break for the winter. <laughs> I love that. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I don't know if you remember, but when we did the virtual campfire back in the day, um, Kat Humphus, the chef, she gave us a recipe for granola. Have you tried that? Did you love it? I did try it. It was so good. And I told all of my customers about it. They tried it too. Fantastic. Oh God. I love it when a plan comes together. Spectacular. <laughs> all right, Doc Peace. Let's celebrate your future.
<laughs> so it is September 2020. And I am traveling all over the world. I've made an enormous amount of connections and I've collaborated in so many amazing projects from people from all over the world. And I've had the opportunity to share my flows and to inspire others from all over the world to live their best life. My best-selling book, Doc Peace of My Method, A Poetic Guide to Living Your Best Life is still a bestseller. It is uh, actually sold out on Amazon now. Uh, <laughs> the Golden Program is, is full. Uh, maxed out to capacity, thousands of people have signed up and have it's really made a huge impact in so many people's lives. And yeah, I am living my best life and inspiring others to live their best life as well. You're glowing more than you usually do. Like the golden program, like it's abundantly <laughs> clear that thousands of people have signed up because you are just like emanating abundance <laughs> and happiness and like I got a note. I don't know if you know this, but um, I got a note from somebody that took the golden program. They wrote a best-selling book too, because they figured out that that was their talent as a result of your course. So oh. not only are you a best-selling author, but you literally create best-selling authors. So kudos yes. to you. That's incredible. Oh. What a great year. Oh, man. Thank you. Whew. Yes. It's How been absolutely incredible. Oh, so good. Snap. all around. <laughs> well, now I'm really, really excited to take the golden program. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jess. <laughs> oh, by the way, it was I Jess. That's so it. weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Thanks for jogging my memory, Cindy. It was Jess who sent you that note. <laughs> that was the best $20 I've ever spent in my life. I got to tell you, investment in my future. Oh yeah. It's the best investment you can ever make. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Doc Peace. I love your future. Miss you Victoria, too. let's celebrate. Hello. Um, mine a little bit further out than everybody's, um, but March That's of cool. 2022, um, I am completely debt free and I'm heading out to San Diego tomorrow to hike the PCT. Girl, yes. So when you roll through Julian, I know we've already talked about this, but I want like everybody else to be like semi jealous and also inspired. Um, mm -hmm. When you come through Julian, like you're still, we'll pick you up. We'll take you to the ranch. You can have like a zero day here. I mean, like it's kind of close to the start, but like you might want to like relax and take a shower. I don't know, but um, yeah, probably. I've got a burrito <laughs> name on. So yes. Barry makes the best burritos, and you're about to find that out. Yeah, he's he's been talking to me on Instagram about it and I'm very yeah. excited to try it. So. <laughs> I love it. Well, good luck on your hike. We'll see you in a few days. Um keep us posted if you need anything. We'll just we'll meet you at, at the stop and we'll we'll scoop you up and we'll bring you back. Get you all cleaned Sounds up, fed, all that good stuff. <laughs> Sounds good. Yes. Laura Bingaman. Let's celebrate your future. Okay, my future is going to be um, on June 24th, 2021, I will have opened up my own bakery selling cookies and cupcakes and granola, but I might have to work with Catherine so that I can have 
two different types of granola. We may be competing yeah. on that one, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is my 60th birthday. So I am going to go up to my mountain property and hike around. And if anyone wants to come with me and my dog, Duncan, to camp out on my property, you're welcome to be with, there with us. I All right. Well, I'm into it. That's happening. And I'm going to be having, I'm going to be able to drive because the doctor will finally okay me on that. And I'll be off yeah. of my Keppra medication. I won't be having any seizures. My brain will be functioning all on its own again. And it'll be a huge big step for me. So remind me of the date again. June 24th, 2021. June 24th, 2021. So guys, it's June 24th, 2021. Um, who's carpooling out to Laura's? And what are you guys bringing? Jess, oh, are you, what are you there. bringing? Stars are gorgeous. Oh, okay. Well, okay, fine. Show off. Cat, what are you bringing? Um, I'm bringing an extra um, knife roll that um, she might find useful for her bakery as a little okay, perfect. Um, to the hospitality industry. Um, and then I'm bringing her some granola just for shits and giggles. <laughs> okay, cool. Perfect. I'm um, full and, to the mic, but I will partake. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. And Christine, um, you, did you guys collaborate on a cookie recipe? Did I remember that right? Cause Christine is, if you guys don't know, is also a baker extraordinaire. So I imagine there's gotta be some kind of collaboration cookie on the menu at Laura's bakery. Yeah, it's the big, um, like, Levain Bakery style ones that I've been doing. That's what we've collaborated on. So I, I gave her that that recipe, and she's been working it like a champ. It's a big awesome. seller, too, Christine. Yeah, big cookies, big sellers. I love it. Fantastic. Oh, God, I love this. And um, I'll take a birthday cookie a little bit. It's, like, a couple weeks after my birthday, but, like, you guys got some extras, right? Like, I can have a birthday cookie? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Okay, cool. We'll like celebrate together. Cool. Perfect. Um, I'll, throw in a, sounds... I'll throw in a Latina um, empanada de piña. Ooh. I don't know if you guys heard of that. Empanadas de piña. It's um, a type of cookie where you have um, pineapple or strawberry or whatever. It's a Latin. It, it's just the best. I'm sorry. It's I'll, I'll throw that in your bakery too. Sounds wonderful. Did Vicky, did you turn on your light to chime in on empanada de piña? <laughs> I was like, she's lighting herself up. She's fist pumping. She's excited. Not specifically. The timing was just good. But uh, yeah, I, I, I figured I was fading away a little bit too much. So. <laughs> and, uh, Perfect. California is loving the cookies as well because I worked with a few of my friends and we found a CBD infused chocolate recipe and we were able to uh, batch order cookies and dip them in the CBD chocolate. And now there's a lot of people getting a lot of medication and delicious cookies at the same time. Dude, I love, this is an empire we're building. I totally forgot about that collab. Man, this is some powerful stuff, y'all. This is great. I'm really looking forward to the CBD cookies. Um, Christine Sherinian, let's celebrate your future. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm like, uh, come on down, the price is right. Let's celebrate your future. Tell me the date, so there we go. So first, you know, um, it is 
April of 2021 for me here. And after successfully navigating the whole post-COVID event and trade show world, where basically I pulled off a an intense private aircraft like demo tour to all the different regions, made sure our company actually made quota, even though we had sold five airplanes before all the all COVID started. So I successfully pulled all that off. So I'm about to go on my trip that I've planned for years. And well, actually it's been about it's been about three years coming now where I fly into Vegas and me and my my boyfriend that I've been dating now for a little while, we met during COVID and we did like virtual dating and then we did like a whole like social distance dating thing. It was really fun. And, and then we've been dating now for, I guess uh, it's been like seven, seven, eight months, not something like that. So we're going to fly to Vegas and we're driving from Vegas to Salt Lake city. We're going to all the big five national parks in Utah. So like, that's my like dream trip that we, I told him about it when we first started dating and he's like, we're doing it together. So now we're going. Um, and then we actually just recently had a talk when we get back. Um, we are you know pretty serious at this point and we're probably going to try to get have a baby together. We're going to do a little bit baby before marriage, no big deal, but we've talked about it. So when we get back, we want to have the trip and we want to have a good time with it. Um, because the other part of Utah is we're going to be, I just, you know, I got my pilot's license in just last month, by the way, got my pilot's license. So just last month, um, I, we knew we were going to be out there. And so I found some friends out there that I'm going to be flying around some of the parks too, so we can get that like awesome aerial view, all the good shots. So I'm really stoked about it, but I don't want to like be like oh, pregnant and everything while we're doing it. So we figured when we get home, you know, I love yeah. that. Oh, God, that's so good. And I love the, like, I love this dude. And I love that he's on board for this, the yeah. doing things the way that you guys want to do it. And you're not like following society's mold and like dating for two years and then like yeah. getting married and then waiting four years and then having babies. It's like, I love that you just found somebody who's like all in and ready to do yeah. life with you. And, and like I'm my so, whole so family's on board. Because with I forgot to tell you. Yeah. I forgot to tell you, I'm totally crashing your party. I'm pulling a Sydney and cat like I did at Paris and I'm coming and we're going to yeah. go hike around Zion together because I didn't finish Angel's Landing on oh, my so trip. Finish it. Yeah. So I figured we could probably like do that. And then you guys can have like your wonderful romantic time, but like, I just want to do Angel's yes. Landing with you. And oh my God. No, it's, okay. it's it, everyone is invited here to join me for a hike in it, whichever park you want to join in Utah. It is the, the, I mean, they're just, I just need to hit all of them up. So you guys pick and then join me, join us there, you know? Okay, perfect. Fantastic. So we'll send gush. around like a registration sheet. Can I just gush about your dress? I oh. I got the text of your dress and it was so simple and elegant. And the way that you had little highlights of color in the bottom part of the train, it almost looked like a watercolor. Oh, I can't believe it. You're going to be such a breathtaking bride with the flowers in your hair, just with it pulled up with a little bit of flowers there. And you had your feet near the ocean. It was so romantic. Oh, so glad. I can't believe you got to see a preview of it. That's so awesome. I was excited. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. So see in Utah, look so good and we have to get ice cream okay great um mary let's celebrate your future 
Alrighty, it is summer 2021, August, believe it or not. Um, we are in Chicago, finally made it here. The Ram Fam in our van. Um, we left San Diego about a month ago. Kids got out of school. I'm still working remotely, so I can work from the van anywhere we go. We made it to Chicago. We stopped at our favorite national parks on the way because every other trip we've done, we literally just drive through them, but not anymore. Um, we I actually stop and enjoy and hike and sleep there. Um, we're so over that hotel thing. Now that we have our van, we don't need that. And now that we're in Chicago, we're finally celebrating my mom's memorial. Um, oh, congratulations. You know, it's been a long time waiting to do this, but um, she deserves a big party. And um, we're all together with our family and the thousands of friends that have come from everywhere, not just Chicago, but California, Australia, Mexico. Um, so many people whose lives she's touched um, are all finally coming together to celebrate her. Um, it's a big ass party, three days long with music, lots of food, um, lots of hugs, lots of tears, and um, just celebrating her. So, yeah. I love that. And I know that it's like, I know that you would have preferred to have done this sooner, but I love that you're able to get everybody from all over the world because they had time to plan, like silver linings, right? Like that is the coolest thing about the whole thing is now it's not just like, a rushed deal because it just happened and this is how we have to do things but you actually have the time to celebrate her life with everybody that would want to be there and I love that that you were able to have that opportunity and that's so cool also by the way um did you get my gift that I put in the shelf in your van because it's like a game changer for van life if you haven't found it yet I'll just I'm not going to spoil it for you but just like no, look on the shelf okay well when you run out of toilet paper you're going to want this oh is it a cool cloth? Yeah, it is. It's it's <laughs> hanging up. It's on the shelf. You'll see it. It's by your jacket. It's fine. <laughs> awesome. I'll look for it because we are out. <laughs> I well, that's what I hear. We're on this uh, TP shortage number two, and that's not yeah, acceptable. What's so. up with that? <laughs> I don't know. You thought we would have learned it the first time, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I love it. Okay. Yay. Everybody. You guys are so fun. Thanks for playing with that with me. I'm so stoked. So let's see. Uh, Kat's got a do a uh, person that she's dating. She's got a, uh, all kinds of like amazing things happening. Jess is on the top of a mountain. Vicky's got a book and like nine other things that are going great. Uh, successful farming season. Aaron, I, I must know, what do you farm? Just like food? Um, yeah, it's a diversified vegetable farm, um, nine acres. Um, and we also grow cut flowers for arrangements. So Mary, hit me up if you need uh, an arrangement for your, for your mom. <laughs> I will. Are you in the Midwest? No. <laughs> okay, that's okay. You should, uh, Outside right? of Boston. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I love this so much. So, um, we're already at 7.13, so I don't care. Um, do you guys want to do a gratitude circle on top of all this? There's one quick thing that you're grateful for. Okay, I'll go.
Thank you for joining us around the virtual campfire. Sometimes we talk about heavy topics, sometimes we tell poop stories, but regardless of what we've discussed, we always like to end the show on a high note. At the end of our live broadcasts, we invite our community to share what they're grateful for in a segment called the Group Gratitude Circle. Every week, I'm thankful for you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy life to connect with us and witness these stories of hope, healing, and inspiration in the outdoors. If you'd like to gather with us around the campfire live each week, join the Hiking My Feelings virtual campfire VIPs. If this were a legit talk show, you'd be sitting in our studio audience. We haven't been picked up by a major network yet, so for now, we gather on Zoom. Here, you can connect with the community before and after the broadcast, hang out for sound check when we have musical guests, participate in the Q&A, join in on the group gratitude circle, and be eligible to receive prizes and gifts from our sponsors, partners, and guests. Learn more and join us at hikingmyfeelings.org slash campfire. Don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, and share this episode with your friends, family, colleagues, and anyone else who could use a dose of community and connection. Follow us on Instagram, we're at hikingmyfeelings, and you can tag your journey with hashtag hikingmyfeelings. And if you're picking up what we're putting down and you want to be part of this movement, join the Hiking My Feelings family at family.hikingmyfeelings.org. In case nobody told you lately, you are a brilliant human who is destined to do epic things in this world. Join us next week for more stories of hope, healing, and inspiration in the outdoors. Until then, happy trails!